Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, featuring Dr. London Smith. I'm your man, Steve Harvey. Now allow me to introduce your host, the one and only Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLondonSmith.com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as nitroblue tetrazoleum testing and fondue. So I'll try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Um, Dr. London, I'm just going to go ahead and get out in front of this. I need to make an apology. I know we're going to get a lot of listeners in this episode because a lot of people are tuning in yeah. for this, expecting, oh, what's he going to say as an mm-hmm. apology? I actually have something written and, and prepared. Yeah. So just before we get into the episode, we'll get to the medical stuff. We'll get to the doctor stuff. Before before we do that, I think it's important that I... You need to read your statement. I'd really like to, to read my statement. <clears throat> In the last few days, I've learned a lot about nature and how important it is for us to respect this earth. The creed, take only photos, leave only footprints, is not just a memorable phrase, but something to be respected. I see now how it's up to us to protect the planet we love, and even small mistakes can have big consequences. When I intentionally ran my Range Rover into that black bear, I did so with the best of intentions, in the name of safety and science. I see now I should have never attempted to drive my car 65 miles per hour into the side of a sleeping bear in the middle of the woods. There's no one doing the past, only learning and moving forward, and I'm excited to grow with you all. I will be going to nature rehab for three weeks to learn about the reasons why I'm getting in my car, slamming my foot down on the gas pedal, and whacking it into the side of an innocent bear while 3am by Matchbox 20 played an unbearably loud volume is wrong. And unbearable is not a pun, there's just no other way to describe the volume. Thank you and peace. Wow, that's that's really good. Okay, I feel like we we're we're ahead of this. We are safely ahead of this. So that's that's our producer Cameron. Also with us is Digital on the House. You know, we decided this week that we're going to be giving a few tips. We're giving tips on emergency spring preparedness. But before we move on, uh, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. For a long time, 
our listener demographic was primarily composed of lazy, good-for-nothing, self-made millionaires who came to the country with little more than two nickels to rub together. We tried to cater to them so much that we were neglecting the many bot accounts that download our podcast. So, Cameron, would you um, ask the electric tie rack for listener feedback? Uh, yes. Let's see. Hello, Jock Talk podcast hosts. I am an evil AI robot, and I have a question for you. Why do you think humans find improv comedy so funny? Is it because they enjoy seeing other people fail? Is it because they enjoy watching people make fools of themselves? Is it because they enjoy seeing people put themselves in uncomfortable situations? Whatever the reason may be, I find it fascinating that humans find improv comedy so amusing. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts on this matter. Wow. Great question. My immediate response to that is, I don't know what that is. Yeah, no, I also, like, that That was also my point of contention as well. I, uh, I, and the, the, the series of questions were all based on the one question of, yes, th- that wasn't even asked, do humans like improv comedy? And I, I, I don't know what that. I mean, Dr. Lennon, I guess from a medical perspective, could you explain why someone would, might want to make a huge fool of themselves and might embarrass themselves and people mock them? Is that. Yeah, well, it's okay. Is is that lack of love in their life, or uh, I mean, non, not enough attention? So they're sort of desperate for just anyone to acknowledge that they exist. Well, it it's it's not not that, but like short answer to this listener. Um, yeah, you would only do improv if you want to. Um, embarrass yourselves and because you have sort of a hole in your life and sort of people uh you need people to sort of be like oh this is this is what you think is funny this is what you want to do this is uh oh wow cool but you're so desperate for attention that it doesn't matter just the fact that they're acknowledging that you tried something yeah that you say i've been doing this for this many years yeah they're like really you just keep doing it yeah Yeah. Hope that answers your question. Now for today's medical topic, anterior cerebral artery stroke, or ACA stroke. Stroke is the third most common cause of death in the United States, but it's often reversible. People like you, listener, just have to be able to identify it. The commonly used acronym to uh, recognize a stroke is FAST, F-A-S-T, which stands for facial drooping, arm weakness, speech difficulties, and time to go to the hospital. So... If you see someone who suddenly has facial droop, weakness in their arm, and speech difficulties, you should get them to a hospital fast. Uh, and of course, you know, you say it's the third leading cause of death, but it's reversible. Obviously, reversing death is sort of controversial. I mean, people call it the living dead or zombification. Um, but of course, this part of medicine is the dark arts, is it not, Dr. London? It is raising people from the dead in sort of a zombified or fr- Frankensteinified state. Well, I'd say it's it's more like just um where where the blood vessel was blocked by a clot, it's breaking up that clot, and then allowing yeah, and blood sort to, of pr- to go and again. allowing your sort of voodoo vials full of newt eyes or whatever to to sort of raise them from the dead, and as they feast on human flesh afterwards. And I'm not I don't think anyone is here to judge. If that's what you it want sounds, to do, it sounds like you're here to judge. I people cope with loss in so many different ways, and I it must be difficult to have someone 
die of a stroke, which is so common. So to be able to reverse that and bring them back, you know, from the dead as this sort of ghoulish creature, who am I to judge? Neurological deficit from the death of brain tissue. Like that, that is what it is. Uh, and in an anterior cerebral artery stroke, the anterior cerebral artery is the, uh, in the brain. That's, that's blocked by a blood clot. Symptoms of an ACA stroke specifically, they include uh, personality or cognitive defects, such as confusion, urinary incontinence, and leg weakness, uh, more severe than arm weakness. So, so yes, th- their personality and cognition can be affected in this particular type of stroke. And how are they walking? Are they dragging a foot, maybe? Are they kind of like limping and the, going, The leg weakness, oh. yeah, more severe than the arm weak. Th- this, this is strengthening your case a little bit, but like I still think it's not the same as a zombie because people can, once again, have, have their uh, brain matter restored just with yeah. normal blood flow. After, I mean, do they have to, I, I assume they have to feast on some human brains or see, whatever to get no, that going. Is see, that see, why they crave them so much? See, I think that's, that's a, a point at which there's a, there's a di- division in schools of thought. Your school of thought, which I think is the, isolated, thinks that. And the, all the other schools of thought think that... My, uh, my school of thought is just classic Night of the Living Dead, you know, zombie. You sound like maybe yours is more of a... Clinical. I don't know. I am legend style, very fast zombie. Yeah, well, uh, so risk factors for an MCA stroke are the same as those for myocardial infarction, also known as heart attacks. Uh, these risk factors include high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, and tobacco smoking. The best initial test for any kind of stroke is a CT scan of the head uh, of the head without contrast, whereas the most accurate test is the MRI. And I am legend; those are those are vampires. No, they're yeah, they're they're either mummies or they're vampires. They're I, not, but they're not zombies. Are they not zombies? I thought they were. No, they're not. Either you think that they're zombies, but they're not. They're actually it's either mummies or vampires, or it could be. Hi, wait, what are you like basing this on? Wild fish, huh? What are you basing this on? My cousin. Okay. Your cousin's, your, your cousin or your cousin's ideas? My cousin told me this. Okay, okay. And he told me to tell you this, but I forgot until right now. Okay, well, I, I guess th- thank you to your, your cousin for the... Uh, so uh, the, the CT scan is done first only so that hemorrhage or brain bleed can be excluded as a cause of the stroke prior to initiating treatment. After the CT scan, you run tests to find the cause of the stroke. This can include an echocardiogram, an EKG, a halter monitor, and a carotid duplex ultrasound. Uh, as for treatment, it depends on a lot of factors. If the patient gets treated within three hours of the onset of the stroke, uh, thrombolytics may be used to break up the clot. And so that's an important point, within three hours. So you see the stroke, you get them to the hospital because you want them to be, you know, getting treated, not just to the hospital, but getting treated within three hours of the onset of the stroke. Uh, if it's been more than three hours since stroke onset, the treatment may change, and the treatment will also depend on the patient's age and their medical history. But suffice it to say that there are treatments, which is why we should all know how to recognize a stroke and get these patients to a hospital. It will require more serums, more rituals, maybe more curses or whatever you want to say to sort of bring this evil, I mean, evil creature back to life from the depths of hell. Yeah, I mean, normally we don't, normally if, if we're going to say any kind of words uh, that'd probably be at, if if they don't make if they don't come back. That's usually whenever we would say you know we pronounce them as dead, and then that'd be 
when we and we, 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 we're not taking a stance on whether or not should the dead stay dead should we bring them back to life using you know sort of these abominations of science thrombolytics yeah yeah uh, okay we we can we can move on to i mean honestly the sort of the crux of this whole thing yes um last fall we did or right before the fall we did the emergency fall preparedness mm-hmm. episode because fall snuck up on us yeah spooked us and we were like we have to get prepared yeah and it turns out dr london and i were studying the calendar the other day we try to do our calendar drills every once in a while just to make sure we know okay that's what a and, tuesday is and i gotta say okay. those those drills are so disorganized and like we have to get better at those because oh i was all over yeah, the I place I don't know where DJ Dylan is getting these calendars, but it, the numbers seem way out of place from what I'm used to. I, I'm not even used to Well, maybe that's because we, we all go in there, uh, our, the whole team, really. Um, yeah. And so we all go in, and th- then you say, you start pointing things out like, I recognize that number in that one, and I'm lost. Yeah. Right from the get go, because I, I don't recognize these numbers. Well, I'm just thinking, like, th- like I don't think Smoonch is a, is a month. I, I really don't remember Smoonch ever being anything. I've never heard that. If it's not a month, then... It says that's when my birthday is, and I, I just really think I would remember if my birthday was well, the yeah. month of Smoonch. Well, Smoonch month. That's your birthday month. Yeah. Oh, so it's just saying this nameless month then is just my Smoonch month for okay. me. It just sounds like you haven't been listening to the drills, uh, which is obviously a, a, an issue that we've been having. Yeah, all this to say, spring has caught up to us. It's, I, it's, I think. It's sprung on us, basically. And so we have to have another emergency episode. This is, I mean, it's a difficult time in all of our lives, and it's, we got mm-hmm. to prepare. I, this is the time, because people talk about seasonal affective disorder, and no season is known for having a greater effect in just driving someone down to the depths of depression than springtime. Absolutely, because once the sun starts coming out at an earlier hour, so suddenly, you know, it starts burning your skin when sunlight hits your skin. You know when sunlight touches your skin and it starts burning? Yes, I've read about this. And it's like you, you, you try to run into a neighbor's house, but then they have like garlic everywhere and whatever, and then that starts burning as well. And it's just this whole situation. I, this is why you have to be prepared. With have to multiple layers of clothing now you might be thinking isn't the weather warming up isn't it getting hotter and to which i say you shouldn't even be able to feel what the weather is like outside with the amount of layers you have on yeah you should with the amount of layers you have on what you should be thinking about is like it's so hot in here yeah you should be concerned about getting from point a to point b because it is going to be very difficult you should not even be thinking about like how hot it is or cold it is or whatever yeah outside weather is irrelevant you should just know that you will have you're dealing with the weather that you create that's that's where your focus should be and it should be overwhelmingly hot and just awful and humid uh and you should they it shouldn't be comfortable it's springtime spring is famous for uncomfortable clothing heavy heavy clothing yes. and um uh social gatherings you want to avoid those because once again it's spring t- I'm, i feel like i'm just saying normal springtime stuff but like obviously you want to shelter indoors for most of it um that people say like okay the ice is melting yes so open your freezer 
Let it pour out. Leave it open. That's part of springtime. This will lead to wet shoes. Melting ice leads to wet shoes. This is something you have to be prepared for and have to know. That hopefully, you've got multiple layers of shoes on already. So if the outer layer gets wet, it's fine. Actually, yeah, that's a good point of clarification. Most of the clothes we're talking about layering are on your feet. I, oh, a lot of them are on your feet. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I guess, I guess well, like a jacket and whatever, but mostly just yeah, that's where That's where all the heat escaped from, Dr. Lennon. Yeah. It's the head and the feet. Famously, yes. The, the feet are the sort of the where where temperature gathers where because it's your set all your center of the gravity are, goes down to the feet the feet are the furnace of the body mm-hmm. yeah and if the furnace gets cold is a is a cold furnace gonna pump hot air into the rest of the house dr london i don't think so no no so i'm not sure i'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure about that but i don't think yeah, so have not looked it up but don't okay. really know how furnaces work don't know don't know what it is or don't trust it and nope. it's which I know I know what you're thinking springtime it's furnace season well not after you've left your freezer open and it's melted and your house is flooded including the furnace uh, so that that is going to be an issue going forward you're going to have to find a way to escape the house yes because, you do not live in this house any longer yeah. it is flooded it is ruined because of because springtime has sprung too harshly you now live in the wilderness so. You'll go outside. First thing you might notice, it's very hard to walk because you're sev- the water's gotten through several layers of your shoes. Which should be fine with the amount of layers you have, but it's getting yeah. close. You're getting worried. It's, you're yeah. nervous. It's, it's one of those things where, like, of course, your feet aren't... Well, they're, they're, very, they're soaking wet from the sweat because it's heavy, but they aren't covered in water, and that's what's important. Uh, and, and, but you are dragging several pounds of water at this point as you walk around and so the important thing is you're also dragging your your items like just from your house because you just sort of grabbed whatever you could when it started flooding and you realized this is no longer my home i need to just whatever i (laughs) can take and maybe like a garbage bag or maybe like a pillow case or something well it's 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 a good point you you make that point because um you do have to the easiest way to transport a lot of items in such a situation is you want to go to say your toaster uh, which i know you're thinking water well you unplug the toaster don't be stupid and then you tie that cord to the core of another appliance to your air fryer and then you tie that to another appliance and soon you're going to have a trail of appliances following you and these will be useful to barter in the new world once spring comes the monetary system that you and I are used to will no longer exist. Which, which is good. It's sort of unprecedented how quickly spring has sprung this year. And so we don't know what it's going to look like on the other side of that. When we get to summer, and oh my God, summer. Oh, I'm, I'm already shaking my boots just about the thought of that. So yeah. let's just focus on spring for right yeah. now. We yeah. don't know. I'm, I'm kind of just mushing in my boots. We don't know what things are going to look like by the time we get there. But there are a few things we can guarantee and prepare you for. For example, there will be more sneezes than usual. You might have spent the last few months being like, remember sneezes? Remember when I used to sneeze? Hmm, now that it's cold outside every day, I'm barely sneezing. That's, that is a trap that lured you into sort of just being content and not realizing what's actually happening. 
because as the ice thaws and the flowers grow, you will be sneezing. Oh, and that's that's another great point. You have to kill the flowers. You have to stomp all the flowers. They will grow to overwhelm you. So uh, when you're dragging your appliances along, if you see flowers, especially, and I, I hate to, to, to imagine it, but if you see wild flowers, they're called that for a reason. You, well, have- you might be thinking, well, you're not supposed to touch a wild animal. You're not. You can kill a wild animal, though. Don't touch it. Yeah, don't touch it. Obviously. Don't touch it. Kill it. Kill it. Kill, kill it. it. And you need to kill the wildflower. Now, I know what you're thinking. What if I didn't grab enough weapons from my house as I was hurriedly running away? I'd say, go back. Go. It's too late. Then- yeah, it's too- either that or it's too late <laughs> yeah. for you. Sorry. You're done. It, it does depend on how soon you realize it. But uh, yeah, how far you are from your house? Because yeah. with the amount of layers you have on, if you're too far, you're not gonna make it back. Yeah, it it is a lost cause. But okay, so that does sort of we're getting to a choose your own adventure moment, so to speak. Let's say you do make it back. You're gonna want bullets, no gun. You don't support the gun stuff, uh, but you want bullets, obviously, and then uh, knives, but not too big. Well, and you're pretty convinced because you used to have a wicked fast pitch. Back in high school when you would play baseball. Yeah. And you're kind of convinced that if you threw a bullet at a fast enough <laughs> speed, it would penetrate someone's skin. Yeah. Like, it would still work. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't necessarily go off, but it would really send the message. And the message, you know, it's like how with, with, with a gun, sometimes just the sound of, you know, cocking a shotgun, that's enough to scare yeah. someone. Same thing with throwing a bullet. If you throw yeah. it hard enough that it really stings... Well, and I had this wicked fastball. Oh, yeah. Dr. London. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. No, I read your blogs about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so fast. People were disgusted by how fast it was. So. Now, while you're wandering around the woods, you might notice a lot of other people that you hadn't seen in the cold months are now emerging from their hibernation period. And those people, you'd be like, well, the sun can touch their skin without it burning. Why, do, why are they wearing, you know, tank tops? Those, do not talk to those people. Those people will hurt you if you ask them these kind of questions. They're sick. They're unclean. They're su- you don't know what they, what they have exactly. No one's told you, by the way, except for us, obviously. No one's told you like that, they, that there's some kind of disease going around. But you're pretty sure there's got to be. Well, or, either, or a mental illness, Dr. Lynn. These yeah. are people who are so messed up in the head that they don't even care about the pain on their body when the sun touches it. Yeah. They're like, oh, I like the pain. Yeah, it's, which is just like, how, how, how can you like that? Um, exactly, and it's sick. And it's so literally radiation. It's actually radiation. I would, I would say, I would consider it sort of um, the same as the wildflowers, which is don't touch them, <laughs> but if you need to kill them without touching them and you can figure out a way to do that, do it. Yeah, which once again, it's, if you can throw a really fast pitch, then... You've got the bullet. Presume, oh, hopefully you have the bullets. Uh, and if not that, then you're going to have to learn to, and you, by the way, you're, you are going to have time going forward. You're going to have to learn to throw the pocket knife you brought. Um, and and I guess, I guess we should run through the scenario. If you don't have any weapon at all, you're going to have to carve down your appliances into a weapon using each other. You're going to, Sand them down with each other until your toaster, your your air fryer, ideally, is pointed enough to 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 be thrown. 
Yeah, you're sort of shaving it down. And it's important to remember, you do have all these appliances, but it's such a long line of appliances that leads back to the house. It has caught fire, and it's sort of slowly creeping up on you at this point. You're trying to outrun the fire, refusing to let go of your appliances. Yeah. Well, because they're, they're all you have now. They're all you have. And so whatever ones you have left, whichever ones haven't caught on fire yet, you, you want to sort of whittle them down into either a pointy spear or if you could whittle it into a bomb or something explosive, yeah. that would be fantastic. That would honestly be do way more. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like an AK-47. Yeah. Like something. Oh, yeah. That'd be j- just just for practical reasons. That would be if, really If useful. you could whittle it into a poison, if you could whittle it into, yeah, like any sort of gun. Or a new or home, anything. a house. If you could whittle it that, into a house. No, because the, once the fire catches up to everything, it's just going to cast on a fire and it, fire, you get yeah. caught in the cycle. Right. And the gun would actually eat the fire. So then you'd be sick. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, so you're on this journey. Uh, you might see people. Let's see. Uh, you've, you've presumably, I, I just, I'm thinking of just the worst case scenarios. So if you do see a full field of wild flowers, you're going to have to go through and you, you have to get low. That's, that's the object there. You get low. So it's, it's kind of like in a burning building, you know, you get as low as you can to stay below the sure. Uh Yeah. With the flowers, you're going to want to go one by one, cut it off. Just cut it off under the flower. So just at the stem. Stem is a scientific word for it. The, the, the green stick part. You're going to go a little bit one by one. And um, that's going to be your job. And you, once again, you are going to be pulling your, burning appliances as you go through but you are going to crawl through this field and get that done um this is your life now yeah that's that's most of what you're going to be doing um and that i'm trying to trying to think if there's any other steps at that point honestly because that that's kind of most of it i mean again like you said this is sort of a choose your own adventure so if we you know rewind all the way back right and what if instead of Letting your house flood. Okay, I don't... And then letting the flood, you know, uh, shock something that was still plugged in, start a fire, and start spreading down. Instead okay. of that, just catch your house on fire immediately. Do it today to prepare yeah. for spring. Okay. Now, okay. you don't have to escape into the woods. You can live on the burning ashes of your home. That that would be simpler. Okay. And then you don't have to And it pull. would also the burning ashes would counteract the melting ice on the ground. Mm, well, because, you know, fire versus ice. Yeah. And so then it would even out. Now you've got a perfectly good slab mm-hmm. to live off of. And th- And so if you're living out of out on a slab of ashes, what are some spring fashion trends for this right. year, Dr. London? Well, first thing, uh, and this is what I do every time this happens to me. I roll around, rolling yes. around, collect those ashes. They can spread out. The wind can come and they can blow some of them away. You want to collect those ashes. So it, it also helps if you happen to be mourning at the time. It, that's actually the, the traditional fashion trend for mourning is ashes on your head. So you just Well, and this is around. also great for protecting yourself from the sun. Like this is like elephants covering mm-hmm. themselves in mud. Yes. You're protecting your skin, so you don't need all the layers and layers and layers of clothing if you go this route because you're already covered in, regrettably, what is essentially, you know, not blackface if it's the whole body, right? It's just, it's just well, 
it's you're gonna get fired from your job your friends and family are no longer gonna talk to you um when you google your name this this is gonna be what uh what it is so this is your life now as sort of a homeless racist vagrant yeah and you will that is a good point you are going to become racist from this experience well you can't help it at that yeah, point you're already you're that committed i i'd say that that is a good point to, to of contrast though whenever you are cutting off the wildflowers in the other scenario where you've made it out um you don't have to be racist there uh and you also get to keep your job there so just just to clarify those two points once again this is choose your own adventure it's hard to say which one's better because one of them you have a really nice slab but you you do become a racist and you lose your job over it um i i should say there is another option go to bed um once again choose your own adventure you can just go to bed yes <sighs> people invest a lot when springtime comes around they invest a lot in popsicles oh my gosh yeah popsicles don't last no it, it, that is a fleeting feeling dr london you might think in this moment oh this is fun that popsicle's not gonna last honey yeah i i invested in popsicles you you know you know about what happened to me my my big blunder i bought six tons I, I take part of the blame for that because you were only going to get four tons, and I said, well, why not just get the even six? Because there was a discount. There was a price break around five and a half, and I thought, just round it up. You know, anyway. Yeah. Well, fr- from your dealer, yeah. So, I, so, yeah, your dealer did ship it over, and so I had him sitting there in my backyard, and I was like, great, if I'm ever, like, feeling warm, I can go and have a Popsicle. And the whole thing, literally, the next day, I got up around 3 p.m., walked outside, and all that was left was a big puddle. And, and I, sticks. A bunch of sticks. And sti- sticks as well, yes. Uh, and just the whole yard, just, just a puddle. And I thought, well, thank goodness this wasn't in my house, you know? Oh, it would have gotten everywhere. And yeah. then you would have had to evacuate. Yeah. It would have eventually... Tied up appliances. Gotten, you know, yeah, caught something on fire as the as it got into the sockets. And then it would you, you'd be living in the woods again. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we covered all of it. All right. Well, um, my name is Dr. Um, th- This has been uh, Emergency Spring Preparedness. See you. <laughs>